Man, we gotta start using Apple Cash. Okay, why? It's so easy and convenient. Apple Cash lives in messages. All right. So I can pay you in the convos we're already having. Not forget a payment or have money sitting somewhere just collecting dust. Oh, that is nice. And then you can use that cash right away and buy stuff like at a store with Apple Pay. I don't have to do all that bank transfer stuff. Nope. It's just right there. Easy, convenient, and secure. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? See how easy that was? Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. This podcast is brought to you by Kim Crawford Wines. Kim Crawford invites you to savor amazing with a chilled glass of New Zealand's finest. Named in the Wine Spectator Top 100 list four times. Every sip of Kim Crawford Sauvignon Blanc is filled with tropical fruit flavors like passion fruit and citrus to help you experience golden hour how you see fit. Visit KimCrawfordWines.com to learn more and find Kim Crawford Wine near you. Savor amazing. For those 21 and over, please savor responsibly. Constellation Imports, Rutherford, California. This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands, not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly Boring Since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group, Incorporated. PNC Bank National Association, member FDIC. Hey, this is Annie. And Samantha. And welcome to Stefo Never Told You, a production of iHeartRadio. Welcome, everyone, to our segment that we are calling the Sminty Happy Hour. I feel like I need to do the NPR voice for happy hours. <laughs> yeah, I get, you know, I get that vibe too. <laughs> One of the very first listener mails I received when I started podcasting was that I sounded like Alec Baldwin trying to do an NPR voice with the sweaty balls. Because <laughs> sweaty balls. I guess I say like, yeah, in that way or something. I say okay. that a lot. I didn't yeah. take it as an insult at all. No, that's a great segment. I love... <laughs> that's probably one of my favorite uh, sketches. <laughs> the sweaty balls. Well, yeah, that makes me feel even better then. It's so great. But yeah, I do feel like we need to do an NPR because it is our happy hour moment. Happy Thursday, everyone. I hope yes. whatever is happening this week, I hope it is not bad. I'm not gonna I'm not going to reach for the stars on this one. It was just, just not bad. Yeah. That you're you're managing well. Hopefully you're happy it's Thursday and you have some time to unwind with us and relax in whatever way that might be right. and join us in this happy hour. Yeah, so grab your favorite beverage. I'm sure you already have it because you're a pro by now. <laughs> and let's sit together. And uh, today for our own beverages, because mm-hmm. you and I, we are actually bringing out the beers. It's time. It's time. I love the brewing industry. Uh, I got to be a part of it for several years with Orpheus in Atlanta. And we're going to go exploring for this deliciousness in St. <laughs> Louis, Missouri. Is my voice really irritating, the NPR voice I'm trying to do? <laughs> in St. Louis, Missouri, with a Second Shift Brewing. 
Mm-hmm. I'm very excited about this. And I want to do a quick shout out to our connection because he has been really phenomenal in making sure that we can get the beers that we're asking for. Jason over at Orpheus, he's the owner and brewmaster in Atlanta. And of course, he's one of the ones that I learned about beers from. And I, I've really gotten a deep education. Specifically, he is all about uh, music and arts and beer and how they all culminate together. So shout out to him. And of course, he, he is an amazing advocate and an ally in the beer community and beer industry. I wanted to talk a little bit later, but kind of my experiences in an industry that is very male-centric and very male-dominated, not because they're better at it, but because they've taken it over. Let's just be real. We know the history of beers came from women Mm -hmm. way back when. But yeah, so shout out to Jason. And yeah, in an industry that does seem sometimes so dark for women, I feel like, and those who identify into the LGBTQ community, having someone like Jason being an advocate has always been something that I have been very grateful for. So thanks, Jason. Yes. Thank you, Jason. Uh, You actually, before we were like friends, you set up a meeting between me and him for my other show, Saver, and we did a video with him about brewing particularly sour beers. And it's a lovely video. You can find it on YouTube. Yeah. He was so excited about that. I think I I got in because I was able to connect you two. So he's like, oh, how stuff works? Yeah. Yeah. As in fact, our first meeting was at yes. Orpheus Brewing. And yes. you didn't, you and I didn't know we met each other. Nope. Because it was during an event that was specific to how the science of brewing mm-hmm. and the science behind brewing. And it was this event that was happening with the tech kids, I think at that point in yeah. time. And there's a picture of you and I, because I'm serving you beer, not knowing who you are. And yep. it wasn't until Caroline, former host of mm-hmm. Sminty and now Unladylike, was like, I know both of you. Oh my you gosh. You should <laughs> And we did, thanks to Caroline as well. We did. I, You know what? That day, Martin Freeman waved at me. That's what I remember. I was walking to Orpheus. <laughs> I was wearing my Captain America shirt. And he was just in, I think it was Black Panther at the time. And he gave me a like nod and wave. And, and then I went to Orpheus and it was a wonderful day. Also, obviously. disclaimer, as always, at least currently, this is not a sponsored episode. We have received no not. money. <laughs> we are just trying to highlight people, women particularly doing interesting things in the right. world of brewing, like as you said, that is so rare, unfortunately. Right. And, and the history, and we've talked about this before, we had a whole beer episode where we talked about the whole IPA versus who drinks beer, who drinks wine, yes. and what is assumed as masculine versus feminine. Mm-hmm. And also, yeah, definitely shout out to Second Shift Brewing and Libby Kreider, who we are going to talk about in just a minute. She did hook us up. And when we sent out the bat signal yeah. about trying to get these beers, she was all on board. So we are going to talk about what she is doing for the community. But Libby, thank you so much in sending these beers. Because it's not so accessible since we're not in Missouri ourselves, yeah. but we're very excited about them. Yeah, yeah. And we will be trying an IPA and a stout today, which traditionally have been kind of coded as masculine. Right. And certainly for me, like, especially when I was, I was never that person who said I don't like beer because beer was such a big thing in my family. But I would say I don't like IPAs or I don't right. like stouts. And it was just sort of this assumption I had one, with I probably cheap bad IPAs and stouts, but also that it was more of a masculine beer types, both of them. I don't know if I really felt this or internalized this, but like it was more in my lane to like lighter mm-hmm. beers. 
Right. Or just, again, wine or seltzers or such. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And yeah, and just kind of talking about the industry alone, we've seen a lot of up and downs and a lot of scrutiny within different breweries and different industries. I definitely have a list of breweries that I have boycotted mm-hmm. <laughs> because of some of these issues. So when you find breweries and companies that actually elevate women and elevate the LGBTQ plus community, elevate those marginalized, such as the Black community, is lovely to see and you want to talk more to them and help push their brands because it is good. But also, hopefully, these are the same brands that are bringing in the marginalized people into their industry because it it's so hard to get a footing in anyway. And I've read so many stories, just being a part of the brewery world, of women being discriminated, whether it's because of them getting pregnant or getting married or refusing some type of sexual advances or being told they can't hang with the boys, which is coded for you can't take abuse from us. Right. As we know. So when you have industries and when you have brands that actually advocate and fight for, you do want to talk about it. As in fact, I had shared the story previously about one of my experiences at Orpheus when I was in the bartending route, which you automatically assume I have to put on the girliest, girliest, girliest way of primping so I can get the tips. You know, we talk about what we have to do to perform, to get that money, to get that uh, result. And I had one situation where we had an event. The event was great, but here came these essentially rich white men trying to be investors, not understanding the industry, just trying to find a place to make money Mm -hmm. and trying to serve them. And me being harassed by one and not knowing for sure how my supervisors were going to react. Were they going to advocate for me? Were they going to stand up for me? Because I've seen so many stories where they just are told, you have to deal with it. But I would love to say that Jason and at that time, my manager, Samantha, had my back as in fact, went full blown, went after them. Like this man is not allowed to be in our brewery anymore. You need to apologize. The person who brought this person needs to apologize. And I want to make sure that you did it like sincerely. Like it was a whole on. And I remember coming back under like feeling like, oh, this is what it feels like to have an ally. Mm -hmm. And so breweries like Orpheus and and Jason and Samantha, who at that time sincerely had my back and were angry for me, Mm -hmm. really taught me about, oh, yeah, okay, there are people with integrity. This is allyship. This mm-hmm. is not just performative. And and I know when I see things from the brewery, when it comes from Jason, when it comes from Samantha, who are in this industry. And of course, Samantha, who is a female who was in that industry and had been in the industry for a while, she understood, mm-hmm. you know, the decimation and the just feeling degraded if yeah. you were being dismissed or ignored. You know, so so having them have my back felt so amazing especially as a person who typically, I'm, I feel like I'm a strong individual that can advocate for myself, but being in that position was such mm-hmm. an awkward place because I didn't know what to do. And having people like Jason and having people like Samantha having my back and showing allyship again as a woman of color, mm-hmm. because it was definitely racist, sexist that was coming yeah. my way. And it's amazing to see because, again, in this industry, we talked about repeatedly the constant dismissal of abuse within these systems is unfortunate and it's pushing good people out when it shouldn't be. Mm-hmm. Like, I hate to turn around because if I get an article, I see several of the things as I'm researching these in 2019, they may have had a female brewer, but because of the circumstances and the environment, they're gone. Right. You know, because they couldn't, from their perspective, being the brewery or companies, couldn't handle it when in actuality, 
they shouldn't have right. had to, and no one advocated for them. So yeah. when we have companies like Second Shift, where I see them, and like Orpheus, when I see them doing big things and advocating and allying, you got to praise it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's such a nice thing to see. And unfortunately, as we've talked about in the past in the show, especially when you look at things like gatekeeping when it comes to especially beer but and most alcohol, but also like the tipping system mm-hmm. and just how it functions and how it it does put this pressure on you to perform in a certain way and in a way that doesn't make you feel good. Right. But that's how you make your money. Right. Like, it's really, really problematic. It really is. Yeah. But anyway, I digress. And I'm going to open my can of beer right now. Right? Okay. Are you ready? Oh, I love that sound. I know, right? I just like, I have to do this on mic. So yes, I just now opened, for those of you wondering, Second Shift Brewing's Sam Squatch, which I feel some type of way about since my name is Samantha. <laughs> I know it's not anything to do with me, but I'm like, wait. What? No, but I love it. Uh, which is their West Coast style IPA. So I'm very excited because I do love a good IPA and West Coast is a nice little brand. So, oh yeah, there's a floral hops. I'm sniffing on it. Y'all. They were going to have like not smell vision TV, but like smell vision podcast. <laughs> yes. Uh, let me take a quick sip. Oh yeah, there's that. Mm-hmm. There's that hops. But it ends really smoothly. I like this. So we wanted specifically to highlight Second Shift Brewing, which is located in Missouri. So if y'all in St. Louis, you should definitely, definitely be going there. You should definitely be supporting it. They've got tons of beers out there. And a lot of them have, and we will post these pictures, have a cat Uh as part of their can art because they are known for their brewery cats that keep away the mice. And they're apparently really cute and get a ton of like social media notice. So I love that. But yeah, so the co-owners are Libby and her husband, Stephen Kreider. And they named this second shift because this is not their full-time job, essentially. Like drinking the beers, right. like their part-time or after shift beers. And I love that. Mm-hmm. And they are known for their IPAs, their lagers, and definitely their stouts. And uh you have a stout, right? I have the stout, yes. It's a, it's a silhouette stout. What is the art on that? Is that just like... Making me remove it from my koozie. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. I gotta, I, you gotta appreciate the can, too. Because they have fun oh, art. Oh, yeah. It's a silhouette of the cat. Yes. And it's like, it looks kind of like smoky in the background. It's very evocative of maybe like a, a werewolf. Yes kind of thing. Love it's it. lovely. It is. So we, mm-hmm. we can say between my Sam Squatch, which looks like a cat and a Sasquatch mixed together, mm-hmm. and your silhouette that looks like, yeah, it looks like a horror movie cover, like the old school horror movie covers. Yeah. I love it. Again, they are definitely up and coming. A little harder to get if you're not in Missouri, but hopefully you can get yeah. connected. And Libby Kreider, you can find her on Twitter as well as on Instagram. You can find them on Instagram as well, Second Shift Brewing. But uh, Libby initially was a sommelier, from what I understand, some of her columns, some of her interviews state, <laughs> and then came into this world with her husband, coming to the beer world and loving it and kind of growing in it. And one of the things that she talked about having a passion about is bringing women and advocating for women in the industry. And as a lady talking about how, yes, and also racism and advocating and fighting, combating racism within this industry. And so it's lovely, again, to see, I keep using the word lovely because I don't know why, apparently it's my word now, <laughs> to see people who are using their platforms to advocate. And she is getting definitely some attention and the brewery is definitely getting a lot of attention for not only 
their cats and the social media presence, but the quality of beer they have. And these beers were definitely one of those. I was like, hey, Jason, can you hook me up? Um, And he was right on top of it. And they were so nice enough to send us some of these beers. Not send us, send him. They send him the beers. He's more special than I am. Uh, (laughs) And she has become a big leader within the beer community, uh, especially with the understanding and the knowledge of beer, as well as the passion for beer. And we know you are at the science fair, the depth and the level of measuring hops, the measuring of sours, the aging and the barrels, how big this plays within these types of communities. And I think it's such a great place. But yes, I am sipping on my Sam Squatch <laughs> IPA. <laughs> oh. Oh, Just must wow. do it like that? I don't think so, yes. right? But yeah, so the Sam Squatch <laughs> is a West Coast-style IPA, and they describe it as having a lovely malt, and it does, and a piney hop bomb. So yes, apparently this was named after a kitty, their newest kitty named <laughs> Sam. So I don't feel so bad. There you go. I guess, whatever. <laughs> but it is really, really delicious. It's really, um, definitely hoppy. So if you don't mm-hmm. like hops, and sometimes you have to ease into the hoppiness of a beer, this may mm-hmm. not be the one. But if you love a good IPA, you love the good West Coast depth of the hoppiness of the pininess of it. So it's not less floral, more so than more malty. So it leans mm-hmm. towards that way. Although I can smell the florals when I open it. It definitely smells like that hay kind of ish smell. This is the one for you. And I will be because this is absolutely a 16 ounce. So y'all. This is definitely our last recording of the day for a reason. <laughs> Happy hour indeed. indeed. Drink responsibly. Yes. We keep forgetting to say that Please. at the top. But yeah, so Amy, tell us about yours, silhouette. Yes. A silhouette, which is a lovely name. It is a stout. And, you know, I always forget, for some reason I have in my head that stouts are going to be so, like, heavy. Mm-hmm. But this is really nice and crisp and light. I can definitely taste the coffee and chocolate. And I'm wondering if it's psychosomatic because I stayed up really late last night. Also, there was a huge storm in Georgia last night. Like, huge. But I feel, like, energized. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they describe it as rich and robust Russian-style imperial stout, dry roasted coffee, and chocolate notes. Yeah. but I'm. I'm very much enjoying it. So I also have one of those, so I'm going to have to get into it in a bit. But yeah, this is an amazing beer. These are some great works. I love local breweries. This is one of my favorite things to do. And I'm probably traveling. why you suggested this segment. It's true. It's <laughs> <laughs> true. But I miss traveling and going to different breweries and checking out the different types of beers and different places that are doing amazing work because each beer... Each craft is different. And I know, I think I read Libby actually prefers her Pilsner, which I would love to have tried. And if I am in Missouri, you betcha, uh-huh. I'm going to go to this brewery. But they are getting really big accolades for the work that they're doing and really big notoriety for the craft that they are honing in Missouri and bringing in these really nice and tasty and easy drinking beers. You know, and of course, I know not everyone loves beers, and some people can't drink beers. You know, you're allergic Mm -hmm. to the hops, and and that makes me sad for you. I'm really uh, so sorry. But yeah, just great if you can support your local breweries, as we know, just like any other place, local businesses, and any other communities during COVID and pandemic times. It's really, they've had a hard time, and they've been hit pretty hard. And at the same time, as we talked about before, laws when it comes to beer and brewing, yeah. prohibitions still affects the way they sell 
and who profits off of their products. So that's something to think on as well. Some states are better than others, but definitely they have a harder time and it's better to local the area, their brewery specifically, their brewery personally. So if you can, get to there. Support the local brewers. Yes, yes. And whatever you are drinking, we hope that you're enjoying it. We hope that you're well. As always, we would love to hear from you about other things we should spotlight in this happy hour, whether they are alcoholic or not, whether they're drinks or not. We would love to talk about it and highlight things people are doing. Also, just whatever you're you're making or you're into and our signature cocktail. We're still on the lookout for that. Keep sending suggestions on that. And we hope uh, you enjoyed this happy hour and thanks so much for joining us. Yes, thank you guys and cheers, y'all. Yes, cheers. If you would like to email us, you can. Our email is stuffmediamomstuff at iheartmedia.com. You can also find us on Twitter at momstuffpodcast or on Instagram at Stuff I've Never Told You. Thanks as always to our super producer, Christina. Thank you. And thanks to you for listening. Stuff I've Never Told You is a protection of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. This podcast is brought to you by Kim Crawford Wines. Kim Crawford invites you to savor amazing with a chilled glass of New Zealand's finest. Named in the Wine Spectator Top 100 list four times, every sip of Kim Crawford Sauvignon Blanc is filled with tropical fruit flavors like passion fruit and citrus to help you experience golden hour how you see fit. Visit KimCrawfordWines.com to learn more and find Kim Crawford Wine near you. Savor amazing. For those 21 and over, please savor responsibly. Constellation Imports, Rutherford, California. This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands, not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly Boring Since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group, Incorporated. PNC Bank National Association, member FDIC. Tennessee just sounds perfect. Whether that's live music, the crack of a campfire, or kids laughing on an adventure. To start planning your trip, visit tnvacation.com. Tennessee sounds perfect.